This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to The Huddle Podcast. For three summers, I worked out at a camp in Central Texas, and it really was one of the most formative and incredible experiences of my life. And one of the things that has carried on with me from my time working out at that summer camp, I was working as a staff member leading activities for the campers, one of the things that has stayed with me all this time is the concept of risk management. So when I first got here, we have to go through, you know, a lot of training because, you know, your number one priority at camp is keeping kids safe, you know, returning them back to their parents. And we are out, you know, kind of in the middle of nowhere. We're uh, isolated, you know, out at camp. That's that's the nature of it, no pun intended, nature, right? So we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere with nature. And if something goes wrong, it's not like there's a hospital right next door. So we have to take safety uh, very seriously. And my first year, we got these little dog tags, and um, they actually said risk management on them. And it was a focus and an emphasis every year. But that first year in particular, I remember risk management just came up over and over again. And the message was that no matter what you're doing, there's always an element of risk. No matter how small, There's always a little bit of uncertainty and there's always risk involved. And all we can do, we can never eliminate risk, but all we can do is we can manage it. And so we think ahead to what could possibly happen, what the possible safety hazards could be, and we make a plan for if those things come about or if those things get in the way, how we're going to manage them. And this idea of risk management permeated the camp. And it's because of the leadership, the camp director there has has retired now, and he, he passed things off to a more than capable um, uh, gentleman who now runs the camp, and I know runs it with that uh, same sort of mindset of risk management and taking that so very seriously, because Everywhere we looked out there at camp, there was risk. I mean, just from the dead heat of summer uh, in uh, in Texas, I mean, it would sometimes get up to, you know, 104, 105 degrees in the middle of the day in the, in the heat of July. And so even just that, that was a risk. We had to make sure that everyone was drinking enough water and, and staying hydrated. Uh, you know, then to just the nature that was all around us, I remember... Um, one of the assistant directors, he was walking the campgrounds and some kids were with him and um, he noticed the kids, their attention had had been diverted over to a tree. And so he, uh, he hurried over there to see what they were doing. And there was a little baby rattlesnake. Um, at the tree there. And he, uh, he uh, very carefully, um, how, how I should say, he, he very carefully killed that rattlesnake. He had something with him, a, a stick or something, I don't remember, uh, and, uh, and just ended up, you know, squishing it. Basically, it was so small. 
And, you know, some of the kids said, you know, oh my goodness, you know, what, what just happened? Of course, they wanted to know. These are mostly city kids. And so they weren't really sure what they had just witnessed. And some of them were wondering, you know, why did you do that? And they were openly questioning him about that. And uh, he said, well, you know, um, the small rattlesnakes are, are very dangerous. In some cases, they're more dangerous than the large rattles, rattlesnakes. But either way, he said, you know, out here, uh, these rattlesnakes grow up. And they grow up and they make more rattlesnakes. And so we take care of them whenever we can, wherever we can, um, so that we don't, you know, have rattlesnakes all over this place and somebody ends up, you know, getting bit. And, you know, th this sort of thing happened all the time. I was down at the archery uh, range and we had this little uh, shed, uh, this little kind of shack uh, that we kept the bows and the arrows in. And uh, wasps used to really like to make their nest, and it was a corrugated uh, type of metal. And they would get up under there, and they would they would build their nests, and so you wouldn't see them until they flew out of the little holes, and they you know they'd come at you pretty aggressively. And uh, yeah, I was down there one day, and I, I saw them, and I I had to you know let the security and grounds team know so that we could take care of those. Uh, and in fact, I was down there one day and they said, yeah, we sprayed and this and that. And I was going down there to check and to make sure. And uh, I wasn't even, you know, messing with anything. I didn't know they were still there, but I was just getting some bows out. And uh, a red wasp came out real quick, stung me on the arm, you know, and, uh, you know, I took it and I, I swatted it away, ended up swatting it down to the ground um, and killing it. And, you know, just all of these little safety hazards were things that we thought about on a daily basis when I was working out at camp. And we have those things in our lives right now. On your journey to success, you have little wasp nests, you have little baby rattlesnakes, you know, you have periods or seasons of extreme heat where you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're managing those risks. What I mean by this is you have things in your life that if you let them go, they pose a major risk to your happiness, to your ability to, to succeed, and possibly even to your life. These are little things that we, we often let slide, like not getting enough sleep. You know, if you don't get enough sleep and, you know, you're, you're driving to work one day or whatever the case may be, you fall asleep at the wheel and your life is over. So getting enough sleep is not a little thing. It's about risk management. It's important. Uh, and there are all kinds of areas here with the, the things that we eat, how we take care of our bodies in terms of exercise, um, simply, you know, brushing our teeth at night, uh, you know, manages our risk so that we don't have to have some painful operations in the future. And so today I really want to encourage you to think in terms of risk management and think in terms of where you're at right now, where you want to go. And what some of those dangerous things are that you need to properly manage. Maybe there's some things that you've been letting go that you need to bring back as a focal point in your life. You need to manage your risk. The second thing I want to share with you in terms of risk management is to never be afraid of risk because you're never going to encounter a business opportunity or a social situation uh, or anything in life 
that is completely free of risk. Remember, everything carries risk. I mean, life is risky. Just living, breathing existence is inherently risky. And so never strive to eliminate risk from the portfolio entirely uh, because you can't. You can never eliminate risk from the portfolio of your life, I mean. Uh, But what you have to do is you have to manage it. And so I encounter people on a fairly regular basis who are interested in what I'm doing with my online business, but I can tell they're scared. They don't want to invest $200, $300, or more on getting a business started because they think they might lose that money. And I share a story with them about when I first started working online and I had found a company that let you create online video courses. And I wanted to create my own course. I was working part-time in IT at the time, and I wasn't satisfied with my job and what I was doing. I was looking for a change of pace, and I thought, you know, if I could teach IT, if I could teach information technology online uh, through these video courses, and, you know, if I could make not even quite as much as I'm making right now working part-time in IT, I would rather do that. But the problem was uh, there was some risk involved. I had to purchase a webcam and a microphone and some video recording, uh, screen recording software for my computer. I didn't have that stuff and I just didn't have the money uh, lying around. My wife and I, we were at a, a place in our life where we were doing okay, but we really just didn't have hundreds of dollars extra. And I thought, well, I could save up for some time, but you know, this would probably take me four months or so. And I really wanted to get after it. And so I went to my wife and I I shared this with her. And she said, we have a credit card, just go for it. And she was such an encouragement to me. You know, she said, well, let's just think about it. You know, what would the interest be on that $400? Let's assume that you invest the $400 and you never earn a dime. You know, how, how quickly could we pay it back? How much interest would we be charged along the way? And so we looked at some of those numbers and we ultimately decided that the, the risk uh, you know, was much smaller in comparison to the possible benefit of, of me doing these video courses. And thank goodness that that was the perspective and outlook of, of my wife. Because I went, I used the credit card, I bought what I needed, cost about $400. And today I've made, uh, you know, this is about four years later now, I've made almost $70,000 from those video courses. And, you know, I haven't invested in any other equipment. I've only invested that $400 and I invested my time. And outside of that, I've put no other money into it. And so, you know, it essentially turned $400 into $70,000 just about. And I, I tell that story, you know, definitely not to brag, but I tell you that story as an example of having to weigh the risks. You know, I felt like the video courses would be a really cool thing. I thought I would be good at it and it seemed like I'd be able to make money with it, but I had to take that risk. And so many people, they they stop themselves from achieving greatness because there's a cost and because there's risk. But if you look at something and you absolutely love it, 
you shouldn't be so concerned about the risks involved that you don't go for it. Instead, you should look at those risks. You, you should look them you know, square in the face. You should size them up accurately uh, and reasonably and take some time to mull over those potential risks like my wife and I did with the $400 on the credit card. We said, what's the worst case scenario? This is uh, the final thing I'll, I'll leave you with on today's podcast. My brother-in-law who passed away uh, this year will be, uh, I, he passed on now, I guess, six six years ago. Uh, it's hard to believe. Uh, it'll be six years in September. But he said something that has stuck with me. Um, he said to me one day, you know, whenever I'm thinking about doing something, I always ask myself this quest- question, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I thought that was a kind of funny question. But he he was being serious. And he said, whenever I'm thinking about doing something, I always start by asking myself, what's the worst that could happen? And he meant it seriously. And he would seriously weigh what the absolute worst case scenario was. And if the worst case scenario just wasn't that bad, and the benefit seemed like it, it was, you know, pretty, pretty good, pretty strong, then he's, you know, I, I would go for it. And that advice has stuck with me and I pass it on to you. I submit it to you for, for your personal review. And I hope that it impacts your life because if you're going to let risk stop you from doing something great, then you're not going to be able to do anything at all because there's risk in everything that we do. Leaving your house is risky. Staying in your house is risky, right? Everything that you do carries some level of risk, no matter how minimal. So ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen here? And if you see a potential benefit, if it's something that you're excited about, Get out there, try it, make it happen, size up the risk, assess it, manage your risk, but don't let it stop you from chasing a dream or a desire that you truly hold.